This week's podcast is brought to you by Pride Advice from South Australia. Yep, it's not brought to you by Zenith today. It's brought did, to you did by you Pride. Did you see the look on my face? I, was I like, saw the wow, look on your face. Got a then. New sponsor. So this is for our South Australian listeners. Um, if you have your news resolution, you want to uh, work on your uh, financial fitness, you've got some clear goals that you want to achieve, well, look up prideadvice.com.au, speak to Brett and the team. Uh, They have offices, of course, in uh, Adelaide, right in the CBD, and they're also based in Sydney as well, and they're a good friend of Zenith Wealth. So, uh, you know, um, if you want to get the best financial advice that you can get uh, outside of Tasmania... Mundane listeners, look up Pride Advice, talk to Brett, and uh, you'll get some bloody good help. Let me give you the tip. Holler, if you hear me! Welcome back, listeners. How you doing? It must be episode 12 of Get the Know How. You're here today with Giovanna and Grant once again, and thank you for joining us. Yes, great. We've got a great show lined up today. Fantastic to be here. How was your weekend, Grant? My weekend was was good. It was really quiet. I uh, I can't say that I, I did a whole lot too exciting. I'm just trying to think because it seems like it was so long ago now. Oh, yes, you know what I did do? You've had a you've had a brain I remember. Here we go. The light's just gone on. I went go karting. You went go karting. That's a really hard thing to do, actually. Oh, it was well, it was amazing. I really thought I was going really well. Did you think you were one of those professional people? That yeah. Going, yeah, I thought yeah, so. Yeah, till my mate left I me knew it. Yeah. Three or four times. Um, anyway, we uh, we had a, uh, a great time. I took my uh, young fellow there and really apart from that, I think I might have watched a couple of movies, but it was a very, very quiet, <laughs> boring week went. How was yours? Fantastic. It was good. I stayed fairly quiet, I think. Fairly yeah. quiet. Yes, yeah. I'm trying to be financially fit. Great. Financially fit, good. That's right. Well, you know, if you want to get financially fit and you live in Tasmania, where do you go? Zenith Well. But where do you go if you live in South Australia or Sydney? Brett's company. Brett's company. <laughs> Pride Advice, the Pride, Pride Advice, Advice Network. That's it. And I'll we'll give a big advice. shout out to uh, young uh, <laughs> Lachlan Shadow, who's uh, working there at the moment. He's a great guy, and uh, we're about to interview his father. But uh, Ooh, fantastic! What a uh, what a great day it's been. I've been to Hobart and back today. You have been to Hobart and back. Today. Yeah, That's pretty yeah. Huge. So it was a pretty big day. But uh, went down there, had lunch at Rockwall. Nice. Yeah, it was Beautiful nice. Five hundred gram eye wow. fillet for lunch today. I don't eat oh, half I a kilo. Of I went cow. to a fish restaurant for dinner tonight for fifties, nice. but I don't eat fish, so that's really. Do you go to Pedro? Awesome. Um, no, it's the one there on the corner of Brook Street. There. Oh, in Devonport. Yes, in Devonport. Yep, I've very got nice restaurant though. No idea what it's called, but I'm sure it was beautiful. And uh, I had the chicken. I had the chicken. King of beautiful. We've got a beautiful guest today. We have got a beautiful guest. Oh, oh. I tell you what else I did on the weekend. <laughs> you scare me when you have these little, I know. These little brain now, things. Now, G. Yes. Our last podcast with uh, our two Canadian friends, <laughs> Sang and Neil. Oh, hi, Sang and Neil, if you're listening. Yeah, awesome. beautiful man. Big shout out to you. But Sang, I've been taking her advice and I've been using my left hand. He has, apparently. Not that I know. You've just told me that you've been, yeah, using, been, left been using my left hand. What have you been doing with uh, your left yeah, hand? Brushing my teeth. Brushing your teeth. Is yeah. that hard to do with your left hand? Uh, it's a little bit. Not as hard as writing your name with a pen. Yeah, but, I can't, uh, I can't anyway, use my left hand for We're writing. giving it a go. Good on you. Uh, right. Thank you. So I've learned something. Well done. Um, let's introduce our guest. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to introduce to you uh, today on podcast. He's over from South Australia. He's in the studio with us here in Tasmania. And he is the CEO of Pride Advice, which um, I mean it when I say that they are South Australia's absolute leading um, financial planning business. Um, We're very delighted to have him here in the studio. Uh, And, of course, he has a big office there in Sydney as well. Uh, And these guys are getting bigger and better. And uh, please put your hands together for our good friend, Mr. Brett Shadow. (laughs) 
That's right. There are people in the studio right now I as we're doing right. this. It's amazing I, how I, they just rock up I, every week. I got it right. I queued the applause in. Um, last time, what was it? It was like crickets or something. What was the last one? Uh, you did something wrong. <laughs> birds chirping. Yeah, I think no it's, cr- it's, it's cricket. It's cricket. It's cricket. So, <laughs> I think it might be rabbits. I saw a lot of rabbits here. But you I did see a lot of rabbits. Hello, Brett, and welcome. Thanks for having me. So great having you here. This gentleman is the reason why I went to Hobart today. Ah, oh, okay. What happened in Hobart today, boys? <laughs> well, something something unique happened to me today. I got uh, shaken by my left hand. Oh, you did at the airport. So at he actually airport. greeted you with his left hand. Wow, he, he did. Um, was it awkward? Did you pick it up straight away that it was quite awkward? It was a little bit awkward, yes. Yeah. I put my right hand out and he stuck the left one out and um, I didn't know what was going on. Right. Yes, it's all about retraining the brain. Okay. Apparently. So, Brett, he's here from uh, South Australia. He's a great friend of mine and we'll go into that a little bit later. But uh, Brett's here to do some work with me tomorrow. And... Uh, I rang Brett up and I said, you know, Brett, can you come over and give us a hang of a couple of things? He said, mate, I'd love to. I said, right, I'll book your travel arrangements. He said, no, 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 I'll take care of that. Oh. <laughs> so, geographically in Tasmania, <laughs> there are four airports. There's one airport, which is five minutes from my house. That's correct. There's another airport, airport, which is 35 minutes from my house. Devonport Airport. There is another airport, which oh, is an no. hour and 50 from my house. Or oh, there's one that's four hours from my house. He booked to go, he, you flew into Hobart. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, my goodness, however, that's funny. However, he's flying out of Launceston, so I get a little reproof. Thank goodness. Yeah. That's, that's quite funny. Well, Howie told me that he needed to go to Hobart for something and he needed an excuse. So That's not – oh, we'll go with that if you like. Go with that. That's a four-hour trip um, or three-and-a-half-hour, four-hour trip to pick you up from the airport. That's awesome. Well done. It but Brett, it's what you do for your friends and we're delighted to have you here today. Thank you for having me. So um, a little bit about Brett. Um, he's a very successful CEO of a very, very successful business and, you know, on this episode we um, – or on the show, we like to talk to uh, ordinary people who have achieved extra, extraordinary things. Correct. Uh, Brett has done and continues to do this. And uh, Brett's got quite a good story, unique story, which um, I guess, you know, for me, I take inspiration from because, uh, you know, there's a guy that's been, I guess, belted around the head a few times, um, a couple of hard knocks, but he's risen above Literally, it. Uh, yep. Pardon the pun, and we'll get to that. So, Brett, welcome to Tasmania. I had my first honeymoon here. Did you really? Yes, lovely place. It yeah, reminds me of Adelaide a lot. It's a lot like Adelaide. It is. Um, it's uh, yeah, um, and is, is a look, South Australia and, and Tasmania have uh, a fair bit in common. Um, I think we're probably nice the wines, as nice well. wines, yeah. Wines. And as they say, you know, uh, South Australia is proof that Tasmanians can swim. So there you go. Yes. Yeah. So we're really the the same people. Um, you got in first. I was going uh, to say the opposite. You know, were, I know, <laughs> and I knew we were, and I could tell. So I jumped in on that. Uh, they have two AFL football teams, of which we have none. So they're a little bit, a little bit ahead, a little, little bit, bit ahead, ahead there. Yeah, well, I barrack for the Crows, so I don't really want to talk about the AFL. No, you won't. Yeah, well, I'm a Carlton supporter, so we no, we uh, won't talk about the AFL a, tonight. Well, this is something completely different. Our, our girls' team are looking good. They are. Yeah, they are. yeah. Carlton that girls starts team. this weekend, next weekend, next weekend, I think. Cannot wait. Yeah, cannot wait. So, Brett, um, a little bit about yourself. Uh, tell us a little bit about your journey because before you uh, got into the the finance um, business, um, you were a policeman. And prior to being a policeman, let's go right back from the start. Country boy, born in Redmark. Well, it started when mum and dad met each other and there was a twinkle in dad's <laughs> eye. How far back would you Good like call. me to go? I don't want to go yeah. back that far. No, not that um, far. We could be here for a while. <laughs> university? Did you Country boy, Redmark. Um, now, Redmark is where? In the Riverland, near the Victorian border. Near the Victorian border. So you're about three hours from Adelaide? Yes. Yep. Uh, probably... The way you drive, probably about two hours. In is <laughs> is that near the Limestone Coast? No, that's no. Uh, towards Mount Gambier. Is it near Kunawara? No, that's near the Limestone Coast. Okay, Mount I, I got no what? idea. You just need to stop. Yeah, <laughs> I'll stop. Um, he doesn't know where he is. No. He's no. going to lose you on the map. I thought he was going to talk about Pepper Jack. Yeah, uh, Pepper Barossa. Jack's from the Barossa, <laughs> and and I will say that Brett is actually drinking a Pinot Noir. 
Elwer, it's from yeah, the Yarra Valley. It's from the Yarra Valley. Actually, because people can't actually see what's going on here. I might need to take a photo, but there's actually two bottles of wine on the table. One's much more empty one. than the other. That's um, that's actually quite. I better take a photo while we talk. That's quite a lot. We can actually see the evidence. That's a quite lot, uh, light occasion for Brett and I. Two bottles. Um, <laughs> back in the day. Grant. Back in the back day. Back in the day. Back in the day. So, Brett, um, when you because you were quite an accomplished sprinter, am I right? Um, yeah, look at sprinting and hurdling. I had an Australian record when I was uh, fourteen, I think. Um, wow. What year would that have been? Bugger if I know. No. How old were you in... 69, 83. 83, 83. Didn't you say in 81 you were in the Picture Magazine? Or was that 91? No, that was 89. 89, okay. I was going to say, because if you're in there at 12... You weren't going to bring that up. I'm sorry. I do want to bring that up, yeah. though, because so, let's, let's talk about yeah, that. Yeah, let's talk about that. Tell let's me, not talk about let's, that. No, let, let's, no we're uh, we've, to. we've got to go there. So, um, yeah. now... Some listeners will remember, some of you might be too young, but there was a fantastic Australian publication called The Picture. Picture Magazine. There was Picture and People. They were both good. Yeah, they were both great. And it was awesome. Yeah. Um, probably not really appropriate if for under 18. Under 18s. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but I know my father used to uh, to read them, <laughs> and of course I knew where he uh, hid them under his bed, so I, cause I read them as well. But It's like the most obvious place to hide magazines, isn't it? Under the bed. Absolute. Surely there's got to be a new little hidey hole. Yeah, it's can... called online. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, <laughs> so in um, – because no, I'm, I'm actually genuinely interested in this. Yeah, me Tell too. me I'm about – <laughs> come on, Brett. Um, so you're in the picture magazine. For those that uh, maybe are not old enough, I mean, if you can think of Magic Mike, yeah, absolutely, nothing to do with that at all. Oh, uh, okay. Nothing to, okay. No. Right. So, what, your beefcake of the month? I was Action Man of the Month. Action, Action Man, of, Man the of, month. of the Month. Were you wearing a tool belt? No, I had oh. my uh, my sprinting shorts on and not much else. Okay. Oh, fantastic! Can we get a copy of this? Surely you've you, got a you copy. Kept a copy. I'm not. Oh, we're going to find. Does Vilma know about this? Yes, yeah, she does. Okay, right, we're going to find. I'm this. sure Vilma's got a copy. I'll give Vilma a call. My later. Staff probably don't. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll just let that rest right there. So, prior to being, um, you know, Mr. Beefcake uh, of the uh, Picture <laughs> Magazine or Action Man, Action Man of the Month, Action you, Man, you were a good athlete. Well, debatable. Now, um, I had to do something, didn't I? <laughs> there's, um, I didn't want to study. There's, there's three big professional uh, running events in in Australia. Um, one is Stall. Yes. Uh, one is the Bernie Gift. Yes. And the third one's in Adelaide. And well, there's the, actually four. Is there? And I've only won one of them. Uh, did you win oh. the one in Adelaide? No. No. Which one did you win? The one in um, Hawley. Ah, we'll talk about that later as yeah, well. Yeah, the holy so, one. Yes. So the the Bernie uh, the Bernie one was, uh, sorry, the Adelaide one. Um, the Bay Sheffield. Bay Sheffield, which uh, I've heard they've moved to the Glenelg Oval oh. to accommodate for Corona. Is that right? In Crow Control. It's been in Collie Reserve for years. Yeah. I'm not sure if they moved it to Glenelg Oval for last the next year. N- or for this year. Possibly. But anyway, um, you ran in that, which is. Huge, huge. Um, so you did, you know, your athletics, and uh, yes, you did run in uh, and win one uh, gift that's only ever been rung once, which was. Um, <laughs> it's only ever been run once. Only ever yeah, been no. rung once. At, <laughs> never uh, to be run again. Never to be run again at uh, Hawley Beach <laughs> and uh, at two in the morning. I thought it must have been an annual thing. It's only no, been run once. No, we. Uh, okay. It got cancelled after it, that. It got cancelled after <laughs> the. the, the, the wasn't it, was the, it a the, naked run? Yeah. It was, was a naked run. Uh, the I naked run and the sponsors been. pulled yeah. out. But right. um, God God bless uh, Andrew Tonkins, who was a friend of ours who, who sadly passed away. Um, oh, but he, um, he had a shack at Hawley. He was from Launceston. He had a shack at Hawley. And it was the day before the Launceston Cup, which for those who know horse racing, yes, it's like a miniature a version of, uh, I don't know, Melbourne Cup. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's a really great day. And we had a seat in the Meyer Marquee. Um, great day planned with all the corporates from Sydney and wherever else. It was, so a, pretty, it was a pretty seedy day, actually. I can imagine. Based on the night before. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we decided that, you know, Tonks and I and good Tasmanian hospitality that we'd get a couple of the guys down from the mainland and we'd, uh, we'd have a nice... Barbecue and Tonks went all out, didn't he? Was it like I think he had every single brand of Tasmanian cheese and meat and everything there, and he cooked his Barbie and he was the greatest entertainer. This bloke, and then we all slept in the bunk room at his shack. And anyway, about two in the morning, 
um, we we come up with the concept of um, the Hawley Whores gift. <laughs> and so um, there was four people in it. And then, oh, okay, yeah. so you all got a place, that's good. So, well, well fourth place. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think Tonks finished. He was Tonks, too busy being liberated. Right, Tonks, okay. Poor old Tonks. I mean, I, I'm a slow runner and, and I was a very distant third, but um, poor, <laughs> poor old Tonks. <laughs> I've never seen a guy <laughs> run 100 metres and cover 1,000. Um, it was <laughs> just the funniest thing you've ever seen. He kept pirouetting. Oh, it was hilarious. And, <laughs> and there, in the was, mood. That's there was actually photographic evidence of the night, um, which was then shared around our table at the um, at the cup the next day. But it was just a hell of a lot of fun. And uh, God bless him. Uh, he's been gone now for a while, but what a terrific fellow he was. you won. You actually won the oh, he won one easy. and only cup. What was the prize? Uh, Underwear or pride? Well, no, pride? because um, someone stole our clothes, and so we had to run, get back through bushes to um, his shack, um, trying to cover up private parts. And yeah. wow, okay, lucky it was a week night. Yeah. And it was very Unfor- dark. Unfortunately, it was very cold too. Well, yes, it was cold for I you. Yeah. <laughs> I was right at home. It was balmy. Um, Explains a bit. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, Okay, well, congratulations for winning that. Yeah. Got a laugh from the audience. Got a laugh from the audience. Um, they get a bit loud. <laughs> so we, uh, we, we had a good time. We had a good time. Um, oh, look, you know, it was hilarious. We had a lot of fun. And, um, and so um, – Forget about the athletic career now. We'll move on from that. Um, you're a policeman. Yes, um, I, I did uh, join the police force. I, I started to be a naturopath for two years and um, did massage, shiatsu, iridology, foot reflexology, that type of stuff. But um, I never never finished that and I, I joined the police force. Yep. It was great. So did you start out as a look, traffic cop and move your way up? No, straight into a station and then into patrols from there and... and, and uh, Onto um, uh, being a detective. Yep. So as a detective, am, am I right that you worked in the fraud squad? Yes, uh, serious fraud and uh, also anti-corruption branch. Yeah, that would have uh, been amazing. Adelaide so Survey. interesting. Can you share with us some of the highlights of that? Look, I suppose a lot of the the, the, the more exciting bits were when I was on patrols. Um, you know, it was just uh, you and the crooks at uh, from midnight onwards. Um, Gosh, that'd be a hard job. You'd have to have a pretty tough exterior. Yeah, look, and you know, when you when you join as a nineteen-year-old, um, you know, you, you, you're going to things at, at the age of twenty and twenty-one that really, um, you know, you've got to have a, I suppose, a sense of maturity about you, and you you do grow up quickly. It's um, you're seeing things that uh, you know, people probably have to see, but see the majority you shouldn't see. see. Be very hard at that age to see a lot of those things because you've got a lot of domestic violence and, or just you know, accidents and all that sort of stuff. Going to suicides, delivering death yep. messages, um, yep. murder scene that I went to once, um, yep. rape victims, dealing with them and, and, and arresting <laughs> yeah. offenders. Um, you know, at a, at, a, at a young age, it, um, it it does it does change you a little bit. Does yeah. does it that sort of experience? Um, Kind of make like does it make you cynical about life, or does it harden you up, or does it does it build a wall in front of you that's harder to to like do you do you, do you build something to protect yourself? You Look, know, I think I think there's a coping mechanism that you have to sort of build within you. Otherwise, you no know, PTSD and those types mm. of things can yep. be you know you can really muck muck up your brain. So you probably do have a lens on life. Um, I remember one of my seniors saying, you know, when you're an ordinary person, you might drive past as a as a civilian and see someone pulled up on the side of the road and think, oh, the poor bugger, um, you know, with a bonnet up. And uh, But when you're a police officer, you drive past and you think, well, what the, what's that bugger stealing? That type of stuff. So yeah, right. Okay. I suppose it's from a yep. protection first point of view. So you go in on the assumption that it's a worst case scenario and that way you're protected and so is the community. Um, and and uh, might be unfortunate, and maybe things have changed nowadays. I don't know, but everybody has their own way of dealing with things. Yep. And as long as you're doing the right thing and you're going in there with the right, um, the right heart, then things should be good. So you were in the police force for how many years? Eleven. Eleven years. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fairly long time. So, um, Brett, you and I've cleared it with you to talk about this, but you um, dealt with your own personal 
tragedy was that was when you were in in the police force? Yes, I, I well while I was a, a, a copper, I um I tried to break up a fight one night and um got King here from behind and um knocked unconscious. I think I was about cold for about thirty minutes and um not realising at the time. And I remember waking up the next morning and I was in the emergency and um, um, I just had come to and um, a, an ex-girlfriend of mine who happened to be a nurse was uh, in emergency and looking over me saying, oh, Mr Chateau, what have you been up to? And I thought, oh, my God, I've died and gone to hell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but nine months later, I, I had my first seizure. So right. at the time, I didn't know it and I was told that I had a brain tumour and that was what was causing the seizure. So I lived for six months thinking that I had the brain tumour and it wasn't until the subsequent um, scans that didn't really show anything, and they looked back through my records to, to show that I, or to, to, to see that I had actually had quite a severe head injury at the, uh, nine months before. Wow. And, and that's when it was uh, that decided that it was probably um, caused by some scar tissue in the brain. Okay. So, yeah, I, I live with that today, taking you medication. So you're still living with that and taking medication? And do you still get seizures? Um. Um, if my neurologist is listening, uh, no, not at all. Um, I, I did have a, <laughs> I did <laughs> you lose your license. Um, no, only joking. I, I had one at work probably about four years ago. I thought I'd been cured. It's funny what medication does. And um, well, okay. And I, I'd stopped taking it because I hadn't had any seizures. And um, I was talking to my wife on the phone and, and flopped down in front of the people at work and and uh, lost my license for six months. So I'm back on the medication. And I caught up with my neurologist in December and I. I said to her, look, I'd, I'd be much more comfortable taking this medication if the side effects were better. And she said, what do you mean? I said, well, you know, if, if my hair grew back and my penis got longer, I'd be taking this religiously. Oh. <laughs> and she said, look, I'll speak to the, uh, the, the, the pharmacy department and see what they can do. <laughs> That's a good way to look so at you, it. <laughs> this is good. So you've got, you've got that, um, I guess, under control, something you live with and yeah. – um, Move forward, but the the brain, um, the sorry, the brain injury, the seizures that you had, that effectively end your career with the police. Look, I, I was put on light duties for three years, and you know, in, to some extent, it did. It's um, you can't drive a police car, certainly a marked car, you can't carry a firearm, and so you know, you are limited in what you can do. But you know, that allowed me to explore other areas, and it allowed me to go to university and study, and um, you know, taking that, um, I would say, passion or compassion. Um, that you have as a, as a policeman helping society to be to be able to then go and find something at university that you enjoy doing and, and getting into another career was uh, phenomenal for me. And that was finance, financial planning. Yes, um, it's amazing how that turn of events, you yeah. know, with that with that happening. Otherwise, you would have still been in the police force, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. and things would have been, I guess. You wouldn't have known any different, but hey, it's amazing how it's have, changed. Uh, yeah, would never have met you, and would never have won that gift. Would never have won that. You gift. would never have won the gift. So, so Brett. This is the bit that I find really intriguing about your story. So in your role in corporate in the investigations, fraud investigations, you investigated a business, a licensee, a financial services licensee, that um, had had some fraudulent activity happen within. Yes. And it led to the prosecution and whatever else. Um but you ended up choosing that licensee as staff as a pathway to start your career. Is that right? That's right. I, I realised that it wasn't so much the licensee; it's the individual. And uh, you can you can be in any business and employ somebody if they want to put their hand in the till and take money. They 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 can do it. And it's, yeah, that's right. It's I, not the business; it's the exactly. individual. And yep. it's what it's what the business does once they realise what's happened. And and you know that's the kudos that I mm. I gave the licensee. So you know I, I did. I learned about financial services um, while I was an investigator and I, I realised it's not so much, you've got to have mechanisms and processes in place to try and avoid mm. those things, but you, you know, ultimately we're human and you can't stop someone doing something. You can't stop someone driving drunk. Um, but it's what the business did, that what the licensee did. And at the time it was one of the largest frauds in Australia. It was something like $16 million. It was, it was quite wow. significant. Wow, that's huge. Okay. And and the licensee and the owner of the licensee stood up and, and everyone got their money back. And that's what I wanted in a, in a, in a business partner. And and in fact, I, I, I've talked to others that were involved in that licensee back in that time and that nearly broke them. It did. And uh, as a consequence, they actually ended up selling that licensee to a bigger organisation and and it kept going, but um, that, I just find that, you know, as a business person, I find that quite amazing. Yeah, it is. Um, it's crazy. Yeah. 
Um, and so then you started uh, your own firm? No, before that I went and became an employee of another firm and um, I cut my teeth. I, I, that, it made me sort of test the water to see whether it's what I really wanted to do and, and I, just, I just loved I loved dealing with the finances. For me, it was like a Sudoku puzzle. You know, having someone come along and, and talk to you about stuff and fears that they had and um, the uncertainty about what the future might look like for them, um, for me, it was quite similar to being an investigator. And so being able to sit down with people and give yes. them, giving them some yeah, relief and yep. helping them understand that you know, they're going to have a great future ahead of them, just stay alive, give up smoking, don't drink, keep keep fit, that type of stuff. But, yes, if you get to 90, you're going to be able to fund that, that yeah, for me, that was quite that's a really good point, actually, because you see people that, um, you know, struggling with money and finances, yet they'll have, you know, four packs of cigarettes sitting on their table. And, you know, that's a lot of money. Obviously, it's a couple hundred dollars oh, probably now. Look, so ab- abs- absolutely. So many um, things. You know, uh, yeah, it's, it's that whole, uh, you know, I see it where um, people, you know, if, if you're not struggling with your finances, but they always make sure they've got their cigarettes their grog, their beer, yep. their pay TV. Mind you, I, buy, I have an addiction to clothes and stuff, so I can't talk. Well, but, you know. But, um, you know, still, there's things that we can do without that we can... Yeah. yeah. So it's really interesting that you you say that because it is a little bit like what you're doing, what you did do as an investigator mm. and, you, and you're sort of doing that now with the financial world. So it's, yeah, the two were sort of married a little bit. For me, they were. Mm. And for me, it's not about lecturing people about what they perhaps shouldn't do, but showing them if they continue with their current lifestyle, then this is what they've got. So they've, they've got choices then to make. And the earlier that they... they, yeah. they Early, you can turn the light on of that room that they've never seen called retirement. Yep. Um, the sooner they can make decisions about whether they do want to give up the smokes or whether they they do want to work for an extra few years because they smoke that type of stuff. And I yep. think it gives people a, a bit of clarity about what it looks like. And you no, know, I, I get a lot of comfort out of that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, um, our our two firms um, get on really well, and uh, we we were originally part of the same licensee, but I made a very foolish decision to leave that. Um, licensee in 2013, one that I uh, regret. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens around the corner. But um, we always had this fantastic alignment. And um, in our network at the time, um, you know, financial advisors used to be paid by commissions. And, and Brett and I were the very first two advisors in that network to dump commissions and that was in 2007 and the reason we hadn't done it before was because you weren't able to i mean the commissions yeah. were built in and but, um, there was no other way for payment but, yeah. we, but we we did it we jumped on day one and uh it's one of the best decisions we've ever made and that that connected us because we were the only two doing it <laughs> it was it was hilarious um but it connected us and uh we, you know we've been great mates you know ever mm. since um so brett you started your business after the period of uh, self-employment and you had a business partner. Yes, Katie. Katie. Beautiful lady. Absolutely. And uh and and you had to deal with some tragedy there. Yes, she was um she she fell pregnant first child and uh, very excited recently married and um um shortly after uh, becoming pregnant she was diagnosed with breast cancer. And um oh, that, oh, that's sad. Yeah, and okay. you know, I remember her telling me I pulled up on Springbank Road in Adelaide and um So she was pregnant. Yep. At the time? Okay. She was, and she said she'd just been diagnosed, and you know, I was in the car, had a cry on Springbank Road, and she said she was going to fight it, but unfortunately, um, yeah, she lasted another two years. and succumbed. So she had the baby? Yes, Annabelle. Oh, gosh. Yeah, and Annabelle must be 12, don't yeah. Yeah, yeah, around that, yeah. Sure. She was a lovely oh, lady. I, a I, I met story. her a couple of times, and she was beautiful. And I, I can remember when I met so her. She's with her dad, obviously. Yes. Oh, she she had the short hair because she'd been going through the treatment, and she'd come back to work for a little period of time, which is when I met her. That's a um, really sad story. I'm so sorry to hear I used that. To go and she she yeah. lived around the corner from the office, and I remember oh, I'd, I'd go and see her you know, every second day, just checking on her and say good day. And 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 before she realised that she was terminal, she she made the decision to have a double mastectomy. Yep. And so I went and saw her when she got back from the hospital, and and um. My, very flat chest, obviously, and she had a single on and, and she said, do you want to have a look? And I said, well, yeah, but you could have shown me a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> and so we both had That's a laugh. exactly right. You've got to have she a laugh. She called me a pervert and, um, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah, humans. You have to have a laugh. Good. And you have to. And, uh, you know, um, I'm sure she appreciated that. So 
So, uh, you know, the death of a, a business partner is, it's a hard thing to deal with mm. because uh, when you're in partnership with someone in business, it's like a marriage. It is, it is. It, it really is. Yeah. Um, it's your work wife or but work, work you, partner. You keep in contact with Annabelle and, and Katie's former. And Andrew, yes. Andrew, yeah. Having conversation with her at uh, the, um, the, the, um, the hospital where you don't come out of and, and her saying, you know, make sure that uh, no, Andrew's going to have to have time to grieve, but I want to make sure that uh, he gets on with life and finds another mum for Annabelle. So, you know, I'm just trusting to make sure that you, you're there if he, if he needs anything yeah. going forward. It's a, it's quite an amazing conversation it's to a, have with oh someone. It, 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 they I can smell even. and taste their own mortality. Yeah, yeah it, it would absolutely. be. And it's a big responsibility too. That what you, an amazing you woman to, yeah. to fight it oh, like yeah. she look, did though. Look, honestly, um, I didn't really know her. I met her a couple of times and she was just an amazing, gorgeous woman. Um and I remember when that happened because I'm pleased she got to have her have her baby. Yeah, and then yeah, because it could have been a lot worse. I, obviously, I suppose you know she probably had that had to face an ultimatum there as well. Was do I have the baby or do I have treatment? Yes, she did have that just um, yeah that choice to make, and she decided to go through with it. And um, it was strange, you know. I remember her choosing her own cemetery plot uh, and telling me why she chose that particular location. Yeah. You know, based on the, you know, her writing books for Annabelle about when she gets to 18 and 21 and th- that type of stuff. And she just wanted um, Annabelle to have that option to be able to say good day to her as she was driving past. And, yeah, and that beautiful. That's that's amazing. Uh, what uh, a woman. Uh, what a woman. Yeah. What a woman. And uh, what a friend you were. And still are. And, you know, there's everyone in society that uh, has to go through death at some point in time and uh, many people do go out that way. And it's uh, it's, it's the... For me, the lesson there was the dignity that she actually showed and, and went out with. And yep. she didn't give up when she was diagnosed. And uh, one of the oncologists said to me once, the worst thing that she's ever seen or is the actual, the diagnosis itself is it might as well have been death because they give up on life. And Yeah, that's right. You know, yep. People are going to die around Australia tomorrow that didn't see it coming. Um, so they don't have that choice. So when you get the opportunity to know I'm terminal but I've still got X number of years, get into it. Get into it, Enjoy absolutely. Enjoy yourself, do yep. some stuff. Mm. And yeah. she did. Yeah, mm. she did. That's amazing. Um, so she's like your best friend and, you know, she passed and, um, you know, that's a big thing to face and, and uh, you know, at, a, at a, the infancy of your, your business but mm. you got on with things mm. and, and Brett, you grew your business and... Uh, you know, to where I guess over the the journey it is today, which is um, an absolutely incredible, incredible business. During that journey, of course, we've um, had to endure things like uh, stock market crashes and royal commissions and everything else, and we've seen a massive change in the industry. But um, you've adopted adapted to that well, and in fact, if anything, you're uh, really one of the the leading practices that have stepped ahead of the the curve, if you like, and. Uh, been first to adopt and make change, and um, you know, I, I'm saying this. I'm telling you a story, but I'm I'm saying that as an admirer and, and a friend. A man crush. You've got uh, a man crush. No, 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 no. I had a man crush on Luke Richmond. Oh, you did too. I had a I had a girl. You had a bit of a Richmond. crush on yeah, him as sure. well, didn't you? For like sure. Beautiful. Man. Oh, dude, this Beautiful guy's man. arms. Holy crap! <laughs> <laughs> so if you, I was that way inclined. Yeah, you'd be there, wouldn't you? Um, well, I'd consider it. You'd consider it, yeah. wouldn't you? So, Brett, do you have um, – are you a big goal setter? Because I love setting goals and stuff for myself and sort of plan that out, you know, a year ahead, I guess. Do you do the same sort of thing just in life, I guess, as well as business? Look, certainly in business we do. Um, I'm probably more of a fear avoider. Um, it, it, and, and when you're sitting down with clients and you say, look, well, now what are your goals next year? Now, people, if, if they don't really have a goal – yeah then they just try and make one up on the spot to, to appease you and to put something down on paper. But it's like, what are you worried about? What are you scared of? What do you what are you trying to avoid? What do you value? Yeah, no one wants to retire poor. No, so, of course you know, not. So no, that might be a goal, not to, ret- not to retire poor. Not so, to retire poor. So, so the yep. goal is to avoid a fear. We want to be comfortable when we retire. And yeah. So yep. what does that retirement look like to you? What, mm. what clarify to me what, what is not retiring poor? An RV with a toilet and a shower and... He'd love Travelling around the state. Oh, far out. <laughs> I'd be off the show. I'd be going everywhere. Yeah. But, but, but as advisors, it's a dis- it's a dis- finances are a distant third. I mean, the first one is your family and the second one's your, you know, so your family, your loved ones, that type of stuff. And I'm sure you guys can all resonate with that. And the, the second one's your own health. 
So, yes. you know, finances are such a distant third, but it's amazing how much uh, lack of control of your finances yeah. can affect your top, your, your first two priorities. Well, they do. So, so financial stress is a big leader to so many health issues, mm. um, particularly around depression and, and mental health. Yeah, and COVID it's, it's, certainly it's helped huge. with that because Absolutely. finances and, you know, a lot of people, obviously mental health rose throughout the roof, yep. went through the roof, and a lot of that to do was, was finances. So, you know, it does affect us in all yep. sorts of ways. Yeah, there's a basic lack of uh, financial education in our schooling. Um, and you think about it, you know, you come through high school and you leave in grade 10, you might go through to grade 12, what the regulations are, you get you yourself that. a job. You have to go you, to grade 12. You get yourself a job. You've got your apprentice and a sh- apprenticeship, and you want to move out of home. And I can go along to the Harvey Norman st- store, and I can uh, buy now and not make any repayments for four years. Um, and I see so many people get in trouble with that. Sort they of stuff, do young all ones. the time, like, actually, because you know, they wait, and then after that, well, they're not years, they don't yeah. understand the the terms of the contract that you do actually pay interest. You do, yeah. Um, you mightn't pay it today, but by God, it gets added on in yep. a big way at the end of that four-year interest-free period. Credit is so easy to get. So easy to get. So easy to get. Absolutely. And people go nuts at Christmas time, especially so Christmas time. They just buy everything on credit and then they're left with these massive big pay, bills. And um, zip pay. I'm an afterpay person, but Never I only, used I'm it. only allowed two things at a time. That's my rule. Did you set like a rule for very, yourself? Like, you know, like I bought my guy Sebastian VIP tickets on Afterpay because you know, I'm a big fan. So that went on Afterpay. So that's just like one thing, four payments and it's done. Now, wasn't that an absolute waste of money? Bro? No way. I love Guy Sebastian. I, I, I'm a Guy Sebastian fan. Oh, I my God. God. I, 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 I got to interview him last time. I was very Oh, that would have cool. I probably yeah. spent 50 bucks voting for him. Thank you. Yes. Oh, you're my new best friend. You are a sucker. No, love guys Sebastian. So it's going to be my goal to get him here on our podcast. Yeah. That's my life yep. goal. I'll fly over to Launceston. Yeah. <laughs> I have a photo really? of me with Anthony Collier. Does that, does that count? Does he have big oh, guns Anthony's as well? not bad, but um, no, guys Sebastian's guns. just a legend. Um, but, um, yeah. Yeah. So, Brett, <laughs> your business like now, you've, 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 you really have grown. You're, you're a large firm. You've branched into Sydney. Yep, yep, and the reason it's grown is we've got, I've got amazing people that work with me. Yep. it's a, and the clients. I mean, they're, they're so engaged. It's um, it's phenomenal. So look, I suppose you don't set out to, to do anything in particular. And I suppose when you talked about goals earlier, I didn't have a goal to get to X, Y, or Z. It was just a goal to actually do the right thing and do the right thing by clients, do the right thing by staff. And you went, you wake up one day and you are where you are. So, do you think if you pay it forward, it comes back to you? Absolutely. Yeah, I do too, definitely. And that's relevant in business and in life in general. Look, you, you're right. It's um, it is interesting though. I mean, my, my I've had a number of things uh, during my life where I'm I'm waiting for the uh, the the play it forward yeah. thing to happen. But um, you know, I, I think you know, I've read a lot of books about philosophy. I love Elaine de Botton. I love the School of Life. And um, now he talks about uh, whatever it is that you're doing in life is it good enough? Because you know, as humans, we try and get things perfect and you know, good enough is going to be good enough. And um, just try not to look for perfection. Yeah. Yes, I agree with that. Um, your business is going really, really well. You've yep. just recently, um, well, three years ago, got married yes. to a beautiful Vilma. lady, Vilma. Yes. Uh, you've got two sons. Yes. And Vilma's got two children. Yes. And we all live together in uh, a beautiful part of South Australia, yes. Unley. Yes, Unley. Yeah, and the house is amazing. Um Absolutely amazing. Um, what's next? What are your plans? He's going to create the second Hawley Cup. That's uh, what's going to happen. You just want to be there. I just want to be there. Like, surely well, we can recreate that cup. Well, we have to all participate naked. That's yes. The thing. Yeah, we're in. We're naked, all doing it. We? Yep. Yeah, yeah. We can arrange that. Sorry, continue on with we the can question. Arrange but that. I just thought, um, surely that's on the top of your list to create the yeah, Hawley Cup Plans again. for the business? Take it forward. <laughs> Look, I, I just want to make sure that we keep delivering and we keep staying at the cutting edge, making sure that we're doing the right things by clients. And when we get feedback from them that there's things that we could do better um, to actually embrace that and, yep. and ch- make those changes. And it's one big family. I mean, we're called Pride Advice. And um, you know, for me, it represents the lines and the protection of a community. And um, so for my staff, it's to make sure that uh, they don't need to go anywhere else, that, uh, that they're, they're protected, they're safe, and not just them, but their families. And so it's, you know, 
the way that I think about it for the staff is the way I think about it for protecting our clients and their families and their prides. So I don't know. I don't plan to retire. I feel I feel young. I'm, um, Ooh, I'm not you are young. I'm not sure how old I look, but uh, you know, you look fairly young. I'm thinking late thirties. Fantastic. Is that good? You're a suck old too. Yeah, you are. I'm not. I was thinking like 38. Really? Yeah. That old? Uh, no, that's rubbish. No, it's all serious. That's all I'm thinking. I know people can't see it. Does he look younger than me? Now, I'm putting you on the the spot. Who looks the youngest? Oh, this is really... Why am I the only one here to answer you are on the spot right now. I'm really on the spot. I think Brett looks youngest. Really? I agree. Really? You look about 42. I still love you. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> I'll take forty-two. <laughs> I would definitely take. I know 42. that you're not. I know that you're not forty-two because I know you. But but that's that you. You pass for forty-two. Oh, I'll take it. I think it's the red wine. I think but yeah, you way do. Too you look, much. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Brett, uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's get let's get serious. This this. I don't want to get serious. We are we are recording. Uh, we are recording fairly late, and we have had a couple we of drinks. We are too. And, but this is what it's about. Hang um, on, you've had a couple of drinks. I've had like a snippet. Well, you only ever have a snippet. I only ever snippet have a snippet for you. Bottle for me. That's correct. That's the rules. That's the rules. Um, and Brett BYO his own bottle. Yeah, which is great. So. Um, <laughs> it is great. BYO. Um, <laughs> now, Brett, uh, you've given me permission to talk about this. And I know it's a sensitive subject, but um, and and I'm not sure in the the timeline or where it fits. But you lost a son. Yes. When was that? Um, that was in 2001. Um, Jordan, uh, he was nine, and uh, he was crossing a road and hit by a car, mm. killed instantly. And you were working at the police force at the time. No, I just moved in just, to financial planning. Yeah. Mm. How do you recover from that? Yeah, look, it's a it's a it's a really difficult one, and and, and if you've got other children, um, which I, I did, it's uh, you you're caught between a rock and a hard place. I mean, for me, I, I didn't want to be here. I wanted to leave, but you, my time as a policeman. I mean, I'm not putting down people that suicide because they're obviously very very um, depressed, and you know, there's reasons for it. But for me, I felt like it was an easy way out, and you know, I needed to actually be there for my for my son. So you, you wanted to leave, but you felt you couldn't, and it was just yet another issue that you had to try and deal with, but it was pretty numbing for a, a long time. This is why like, I, I'm amazed by Brett, because um, you know, during the infancy of his career, he, he lost a son and a best mate, and I mean, it... it it's amazing how you come out, out the other side. Yeah, of it. I am. Um, I'm just being quiet again. because I just can't. Yeah, yeah it's really, I, it's a difficult one, and I, I find it hard to even ask you questions about that I, because it's it's quite raw. Brett, Brett won't. Brett probably doesn't know this, but I can remember we're at a um a conference, and uh, it was actually in Adelaide, and it was on the anniversary of your mm. your son's passing, yep. and uh, it was the first conference post GFC, right. So I think we were supposed to be somewhere really fancy and we ended up in Adelaide. Um, <laughs> That's okay. Could have been worse, could have been fancy. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been. It's and amazing. we were there the next year. Um, but I can remember when Brett disappeared. And, um, you know, it was, it was Brett. It was Brett. And, and that was when I found out the significance oh, okay. of it. So how do you, like, I guess there's a lot of dads out there, um, obviously, that have lost children. How how did you get through it? Like, are there any, I don't know, is there any advice or anything that you could give, like? It's, it's interesting because you know, one of the pieces of advice was that you know, time heals and uh, you know, I, that was the thing that I was scared of, time. I, yeah. I didn't want to wake yeah. up uh, a week after I'd lost him, a year after I'd lost him and... Now, this was 2001. Yeah. So uh, it's yep. been 19 years now and, you know... 19 years ago, it feels like yesterday. Mm. So, you know, you still celebrate his birthdays. And, and one of the, you know, I, I wrote a blog recently, and it was about death day. Um, okay. Because, you know, while we're alive, we celebrate certain anniversaries, we celebrate Christmas, we celebrate our birthdays, but we don't know there's only 365 days in the calendar. And what day is circled with your day of death on it? 
And wow. so, okay. you know, it starts you thinking about various things and, you know, you're on the journey. There's, there's nothing you can do. You, you know, you wish with all of your heart that you could actually reverse it and uh, make it be someone else. Uh, I remember when I was young going through school, there was a, a car crash in Renmark and, and three kids, uh, a year younger than me, all, all were killed instantly in a mm. car crash. And you don't, you reflect on it, but you're probably at, at that tender age, you don't have as much of an appreciation of what it means for the parents because when you're dead, you know, you're dead, it's the, it's the living it's the living that, that suffer. That's right. Yeah, and, that's and, exactly right. But then you don't realise that at some point I was going to be going through that. And, you know, you, you, you have a, a level of empathy. Now, you can have sympathy where you can actually only imagine what someone's going through. But when you're empathetic, yeah. you, you, you've tasted it. You've, yeah. you've lived it. And There's a real difference between empathy and sympathy. And, and, and not many people can explain it. Mm. Um, and... Um, to be empathetic with somebody um, is completely different than just feeling sorry for him. Oh, Paul Brett, he went through that, mm. you know, and uh, I think that, you know, it, it's about, you know, walking in someone else's shoes and feeling it and understanding it from their point of view. Yeah. And it's not easy to do. Look, it's not, and I, you know, and um, um, his mum as well, you know, you feel helpless, you know, you, you, you try, you're so... Caught up in your own feelings and not just and not wanting to wake up and you know I remember having a dream about him and you know we were in a boat together on a, on a lake and, and he was saying Dad I don't want to die oh no and I, that's and, and I was saying well, I'm sorry Jordan you have to and he goes why why do I have to die so I don't know but you've got to go and um you know, that was I woke up and it was just a disgusting dream to have but yeah it just meant that God needed him more I think yeah maybe and um it, but yeah I don't know how you. I, there's not real. I don't think there's a set of rules um, to how to do it. I mean, we all do it differently. Some hit the bottle, some hit the drugs, some marriage break up, some brings them closer together. You just don't know until you, unfortunately, uh, uh, you don't choose this particular path, but it, you, just, you, you wake up, you're in it, and you've just got to deal with it because there is no other alternative. And whether it takes you three months, six months, 12 months, three years, 10 years, you don't ever get over it. Um, you just learn to live with it, and you know I, I would think of him many, many times every single day for the last nineteen years, and I'll do it till the day I die. I've still got his ashes at home. Yeah. Okay. You know, um, oh, one of the the best nights I've had was when Brett got married to Vilma. What was the place you got married at? Star of Greece. Star of Greece. Oh, already, I love it. You, I love it already. Straight Great away. Food? Yes. Oh, why wasn't I invited? It was quite seafood. rude, really. It, seafood. Yeah. Star of Greece is the name of a ship. It, it was was unbelievable on the um, Adelaide. No, sorry, the South Australian coastline. So we're a fair way out of Adelaide, right? Yes. Um, South Australian coastline on this um, venue, which was on top of. I'll call it a cliff. It was maybe 40, 50 metres high. I'll call it a cliff. And Brett got married down on the beach and then we had the reception upstairs and this uh, one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen, the the balcony um, over the beach it, at night time and um, your uh, your son, they paid tribute to your son um, and your other, his brothers did this. And it was the most beautiful thing, and his name was in candles on the oh, beach. Oh, stop and it! It's too much for uh, me. It was. It was seriously. And I have. I hate this sort of stuff. I have. Um, I've never seen a room of eighty hundred people just silenced, and it was just beautiful. I'll never forget that. Mm. I'll never forget that. It was special because it was although, amazing. Although he's not here, you know, he, he, he was heart, there. Yeah, that's exactly right. When you say how many children do you have, you. you Two alive and one dead. It's a it's a real showstopper yeah. conversation. But so mm. you, you just don't know how to introduce the uh, no your other son. It was yeah. it was honestly one of the most special moments I've ever witnessed in my life. Don't you making me cry? I can't do uh, the subject. Everyone was crying there. <laughs> everyone was crying. I think I shed a tear. Um, and then I got really hammered on. Um, yes, let's talk about that because that? that'll make me laugh. Diplomatico, <laughs> diplomatico rum. <laughs> As long as you didn't oh. get up and sing karaoke, because <laughs> no, I that didn't. comes that night, up every I, time. I didn't it? sing that night. He wasn't able to sing that night. But, oh, you, but <laughs> Brett, have you seen me sing before? I have. And whereabouts was I singing when you saw me? Ring sing? of Fire. Well, 
lots of places, but um, I remember seeing you sing in Fiji. <laughs> Just on the world tour. <laughs> Just on the world tour. Yeah, he what sort of he went sing? up and hijacked the sing? microphone. He does that, yes. <laughs> He's been known to do that. What song did he sing? Can you remember? In Fiji. I sang Was a whole set. I did a whole set in Fiji. Like I, I like. You sang it in Fijian too. I don't think we. we I I said, I said, boys, bugger off. It's my stage. Oh my god! Yeah. So um, you kicked the band off. Yeah. And up you got. Yeah. Did you have any backing? Like, what was your? Just me on a cheap Fijian nylon nylon string guitar, and I think I played six or seven songs. Um, That's gold. It was hilarious. Uh, it was hilarious. There was no one else in the room. <laughs> no, there was. There was a crowd. Because the waitress, there was a crowd at the start. No, I got on really well with um, the guys, and I ended up doing a couple of songs with them the next night. Um, and there was another one I did on the beach in Thailand. Remember when the beach in Phuket, and we let we lit those kites, you put a candle, oh, yes, the light the candles, and fly yep. away, and we had music on the beach. And I think I did a. Three or four songs of that as well. That was. I might have gone by that stage. I don't know. Maybe you could have. Could have had the old Thai, uh, Thailand Billy. Yes, been there, done that. Oh, oh my yeah. god, it was brutal. I've never so, been to Thailand. I don't want to go. We went to this dinner over there. Now it was the the grand, <laughs> the grand dinner the, for the night, and we booked like the number one restaurant in Thailand. It was the Blue Elephant. Blue Elephant, which Blue is Elephant. A, a global chain of actually Thai okay. Thai restaurants, but. The one in Thailand is amazing. They booked for 32, 11 turned up, and by mains there were seven left. Oh, what? Because they were all sick. Everybody, they all belly. everybody was so sick. We had one end up hospitalised. Oh, my God. What? But good old Howie. Did you survive? Not even survive? a rumble. Not even a rumble. Nah, hell did no. Did you survive, Brett? Look, I, I did. That was the. Pretty much my first outing from a business sense um, with Vilma, my, my wife. wife. And yeah. um, we were staying in this room together, you know, all romantic. And I had... Uh, I had oh, and that's not a good oh, way to start a relationship. Because no. the bathroom's the room, right there, isn't it? And there was no door oh. on the bath. Uh, oh, on the toilet, And I, it was coming out of every every orifice that I had. If any oh. relationship's going to work, it's one that can live through that. Yeah, I'd be out the door oh, saying, sorry, honey, I am God. out the door. Yeah, I'm going to send you a terrible. medal of some type because oh, that's pretty this, this woman's amazing. <laughs> she really is. Fancy everyone getting – I don't understand how everyone else got the barley – do you call it barley belly? What do you call oh, it? Oh, you call it barley belly. It's just, just, Th- food, belly? just food poisoning, eh? Food poisoning. Um, food poisoning, the uh, they drunk water or whatever. Uh, no, they're I'd not. I'd be eating out of cans. So I, I, I went to a travel – um, I feel sick. Doctor, there's a travel clinic in in Burnie, <laughs> and and I told them I was going to Thailand, and 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 they gave me antibiotics, and they said, the very moment you feel the slightest twinge in your belly, even a tickle, take them. I had them right. too. It didn't, didn't work. It didn't work. No, it was all the alcohol that was in his stomach. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. I had. A, I never had a problem. No. I had an amazing time. Uh, it was a great conference, wasn't it? Yeah, we had a bit of fun. Um, we've been to a few countries, as we said, yeah. with each other, but uh, and we're going to go to a few more. Hopefully. Well, we, once the borders open, yeah. New York. We went to New York. Yes. We went to – there's a funny story about New York, but we went to New York. Um, we're very fortunate. I mean, it, 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 yeah. we don't take this stuff lightly, but you know, to be able to, to, to bring back to Adelaide or, or Tasmania um, life uh, and world lessons. Learnings. That's right. The Learnings. World, no, the world's yep. not – Going to come to us, so we've got to bring it back um, yeah. to us. And that's um, exactly right. Whether it, we know we've been to, to Cambridge, to, to Stanford, to, yeah. to Columbia, um, Hong Kong Business School, and, and uh, the stuff that you, you know you do an intensive course and you bring it back, and it's uh, oh, Stanford yeah. was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, it just unbelievable. Um, you learn, you learn things. You your your mind gets so challenged. Um, it's just incredible. Um, you know, it's a little bit like you know we had you know, Sang and and Neil last week talking about you know the experiences of you know, exploring your deep valleys and everything else with the Backrack Academy. Um, you know, I've had that experience, and then I've had this total intellectual, um, like challenge your thinking around innovation and entrepreneurship. Um, like just been blessed to be able to to do that. Mm. Just blessed. Um, 
And yeah. it's great to be able to bring that stuff back for your staff. Oh, it's but huge. Stuff, it's a, it, the personal development's amazing, but the, the, the stuff that you can then engage with yeah. at a client level to make sure you're looking after your clients, it's um it's phenomenal. It is. We've been both blessed uh, with that, that's for sure. I also learned how to steal a monkey in Thailand, so um, we can do all sorts of things. But um, Yeah, stealing a monkey. That's pretty impressive. Steal a monkey. Yes, it's one who didn't bite you and you didn't come back with some no, other strange... No, 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 no. Did I you know. bring COVID to Tasmania? No, I didn't. Was it? No, no, COVID. Probably was No it? rabies. We went no to rabies. a funny show too, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We won't oh, go there. we're not talking um, about that show. But I, was I, one of those shows? Was it table tennis played at that show? Yeah, it was. Yes. Um, we're, we're in uh, in Bangalore Road there, and uh, yeah, we'd had a few. And uh, what do you call those? The boys are prettier than the like the she boys are oh prettier than God. most girls I know. Yeah, they are. They're yeah. so pretty. What do, you, what do you mean? There were no boys. They were all girls. Oh, of course they were. Yeah, yeah, and of one, course they were, and one monkey. And one monkey. Which That's almost like um, the Hangover movie. Didn't they come out with <laughs> It was literally like that. I t- <laughs> and a chicken. Have you seen and a, and a baby. Look, guys, yeah. <laughs> I found a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he have breasts in the last one? He grew breasts and stuff. Oh, it was hilarious, wasn't it? Um, yeah, oh, we've, had, we've had some good times. I need to watch those movies again now that you've brought that out. But um, this has been a delightful chat and... Um, we thank you for your honesty and listeners. Look, um, obviously we've had a couple of drinks and we're a bit loose. And we're Some in, of us have, and we're enjoying. Yeah, not me. We're enjoying ourselves, um, but but seriously, like there's resilience and uh, success. Um, Brett, we always ask our our guests to pass on one piece of advice that's resonated with you or something that you think you could that could benefit. Our our listeners, um, if if I could ask you to impart one thing, what would it be? Look, I, I think you know, bringing it back to, to to planning and financial planning, people find it bloody boring. You know, why would I go and see a planner? And the industry super funds have just really put citizens off of what it means to truly go and get advice and to partner with someone that's going to be on a journey with you. And you don't just wake up one day and think, oh, well, I should go and see a planner no. because I, I heard how we talk about it, that type of stuff. It's usually an event that happens, whether it's to yourself or whether it's to a friend of yours and you think, oh, my God, that's a bit close to home. Um, whether you, you've been diagnosed with cancer, whether someone else has. Um, my son, uh, Lachlan, was telling me the other day that uh, one of these mates he played football with died on Monday um, riding too fast on his motorbike at 21 mm. in Adelaide. Mm. There, there, there's always a trigger. There's always a reason to go and get some advice. Um We've got lots of case studies, lots of stories, even in relation to estate planning where second-time marriages where yeah. you, know, you, you don't look after your wills and all of a sudden what you've left behind is a mess. Um, now, there's always reasons to go and see a, a planner and it may not be what you think. It may not be about giving up the fags or the smokes or, oh, my God, they're going to tell me to save more for my retirement, that type of stuff. You don't know what you don't know and, um, you know, you've got resources there and if you don't like the person, that's fine, but... but Take some time, go and speak to somebody and see what you can learn from the experience and um, make a decision from there. Don't, 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 be, don't be closed off and just rock up 10 years to go into retirement, 3,650 days, and uh, one day before retirement go, oh, I'll go and see what the story is because it's yeah, too late right. to change Yeah, that's right. Be prepared. Things. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's really good advice. Abs- yeah. Absolutely. Um, thank you, Brett. And Great just advice. a reminder too, I guess, because we're talking about some pretty sensitive stuff, um, to make sure that if you do have any issues or anything like that, to, to you know to head on to Beyond Blue Kids Helpline, that sort of stuff. Absolutely. Um, yep. If you do need help with anything, just make sure you contact Beyond someone or your local Beyond GP. Beyond Blue, uh, is it the Black up, Dog chatty, Institute? Black Dog speak Institute. up, speak yep. up, stay chatty. Lots Her, of different speak things. Speak up, so. stay chatty. Amazing. Um, we had Jeff Kennett at one of our conferences. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, great. Yep. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Speak up, stay chatty. Are amazing, and we'll hopefully get Mitch McPherson on for a chat as well. Yeah, we will do. We will do. And, and Jeff Kennett's been a Big supporter of Beyond Blue, yes. hasn't he? Great guy. Yeah. So, yeah. Great guy. But it's been great having you here. It's been awesome to meet you and, and to hear your story. Sorry, I, it was a bit emotional there at some points, but also quite funny because yeah. I'm really impressed that you won the cup that only happened once as well. It wasn't even in an orbit. Oh, he's the lifetime like, world champion. <laughs> lifetime world champion. I really <laughs> want to meet the guy who came second. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Simon Hanley, if you're listening. 
He was scary. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the, the we won't say why veteran, on the air. But he, uh, he could do it. He ran fast. He ran fast. <laughs> Just, we had some fun. Um, if it had been a warmer night, I reckon he might have won by a head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very, very, very yeah, good. Anyway, uh, yes. Uh, thank you again for listening to Get the Know How. You're here with Giovanna and Grant. And, of course, our special guest tonight, Brett Shadow. Um, as I said, uh, you know, if you're looking for good financial advice and uh, sound financial advice and you're in South Australia or in New South Wales, look up priceadvice.com.au and, of course, don't forget about our sponsors, our regular sponsors, zenithwealth.com.au um, and uh, we'd love to see you. So uh, until next time, people, here's some uh, outro music and we'll see you next week. See you next week. Cannot wait, Grant. And thanks, Brett. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.